Hello and welcome to the Dustin Eric Podcast Show brought to you by Mimosa Networks. Hi, I'm Dustin. And I'm Eric. The weather outside is frightful. So what do we need to consider during the weather change? Yeah, that's great music. Layering. <laughs> so um, actually, today's episode is inspired by a, a chat this morning. Um, Tell us about it. So somebody put up a brand new uh, B5C. Mm-hmm. So of course, it's connectorized. It's B5C. got LMR cables. And then over the weekend, man, it got really cold, snowy, rainy. And then one of their uh, their vertical chain went down to about uh, four or five SNR instead of, you know, 30. Um, of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is that there's some kind of moisture in that cable. <gasps> it wasn't sealed up. What do you think, Eric? I'm with you. You're with me? I'm with me? you, yeah. I, and then, did, of course, you went through the troubleshooting, having flip-flop the coax jumpers. Did the problem follow? They said it was 100 miles away, so we ha- we don't know. Oh. They they had to go to the oh. site. So. They'd have to do a truck roll 100 miles out. Wow. But but that story is inspiring yeah. today's show. So what we want to talk about is since the weather has changed, since mm. it is getting really cold out there, really wet, what are the things that we need to check on? So say, hey, we have Ethernet flapping. What do you think is the, the main mm. cause of that once it gets, you know, the weather starts getting hot and then cold, hot and then cold, or just cools down super cold like with the uh, right. the bomb cyclone we had come through the, the midwest bo- they keep coming up with all these uh, names but we keep on uh, we come back with uh, with things to do to remedy this stuff i look at uh, for eth, eth flapping i look uh, at the physical uh, connection at the radio and look at the gland Have the, is the uh, rubber st- the outer shell is the rubber still intact inner uh, the inner gland piece uh, that pinches the uh, cat six. Uh, does it come loose? Is there moisture ingress in there? Um, right. Things like that. Um, is there stress? You know, sometimes there's a lot of stress on the uh, on that on that cat once it once it kind of bends around and comes into the port and maybe it's getting pulled away a little bit and whatnot. Yeah, like uh, condensation in the cable ends mm-hmm. or. Um, because of the rapid temperature change, maybe yep. uh, a crack in the cable, and you you start getting water in the cable. Yep. Uh, it starts uh, shorting out your your cable ends or something like that. That's a good point. Like a uh, crack in the. We had that happen at yeah. my last place where, uh, uh, even though it was shielded Cat six cable going up the tower, it somehow either was really cheap or something, but ended up getting a crack or or something in the cable. Where we go down to the bottom of the tower there, looks we look at the cable. It's just full of water. We strip back the, the sheathing, oh. and water just pours out of it. I've seen that on di- a variety of different cables, from LMRs to uh, to RG6 cable, TV cable. Right. Cut the ends, and the stuff comes out uh, to uh, ETH as well. Yep, it travels. And then you'll have some oxi- some bad oxidation and some uh, just uh, uh, poor performance, and you've damaged the uh, copper uh, inside, and that might r- sometimes it runs for several feet. You know, you could you're gonna scrap the piece anyway, the copper anyway. You cut it, and you cut it back a few more feet. It's still crappy. And come back a few more feet, still it still is damaged all the way up. It's pr- can get pretty bad. Right. So because of all the snow and the ice and the rain and the the temperatures, Eric, what else should we consider looking at to prevent something like this from happening? Preventing, you know, just prevent. Any kind of maintenance issues on, say, any of our radios or any other radios out there? Maybe uh, repeat visits or routine maintenance, um, looking at connectors, 
looking at the uh, quality or the condition of these uh, connectors and the terminations, whether RF or, or Ethernet. Uh, check your waterproofing on your RF cables. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, and wrap, uh, self-vulcanizing uh, uh, tape and um, Scotch 44 and some of the other Scotch numbers. That that goes out to Mike. <laughs> uh, look, some of the quality uh, tapes that are out there. And then you might have uh, multiple layers of these types of things uh, to prevent... Uh, ingress of uh, moisture and, and whatever. But even with that, you still have a risk of getting some kind of condensation in there, right? Yep, yep, so you still have to look. Yeah, you might have taped the heck out of something the whole, and, uh, below the gland, even on the gland itself. But guess what? There's still that little little barrier or that little gasket that meets up to the bottom of the radio, and there's you know there's potential for a little uh, opening right there and get stuff in. Yeah. Another issue I've seen and had to deal with personally was water actually getting into the feed horn on the dish. So the, yep. for some reason, um, the, you know, yep. the coax connection wasn't sealed well. And so actually the feed horn right. filled up with water. Yep. So, you know, I had to take the feed horn out, you know, take all, get all the water out of it. It worked fine afterwards, but. <laughs> Once it maybe dry it out or, well, I remember we had a, we ran up a, we, we saw a, a bad chain issue. Uh, things looked good into the, in the shelter telecom shelter, but ran up the tower. And I think you went up to a, a tower uh, about 80 miles south of here and um, and unscrewed some coax and water kind of poured, poured out of that one jumper, huh? Right. And so <laughs> it, it doesn't matter how well you think you have your yeah. waterproofing. Uh, you might end up with water or, or something in there anyway. Now, and now back, I'm sorry, back to the feed horn. So there's often uh, weep holes and things to let the moisture or the condensation kind of drip out. But, uh, yeah, those are things to look at. Hey, and also is maybe you've, uh, you've, you've got the, the, the feeds here and you've rotated it or something, and, the, and the, now the weep hole or something, the little drain is up on top, or you installed it that way. Now anything down here that's sealed can collect, right, and mm -hmm. fill up. So uh, things to Well, that to particular vendor to. didn't have a weep hole on it. Oh, uh, so, so you got what you got yeah. once it went in. So um, what else do you think? It's, it's the rainy season, snow, ice build up, temperature gets warm, and, and it rains again. And, you know, you're looking up in uh, Anchorage and uh, the Dakotas or wherever you're at, uh, into, uh, into Finland and so on. And uh, so one thing we, we look at is ice, uh, rain, and, and so forth. But how about wind? Mm -hmm. Big wind. So, so uh, actually what you were just talking about brought, yeah. brought it to my head as well, you know, the the expand and contract of the mount during, oh, you yeah. know, warm days and cold nights, or Maybe at least when the sun's out shining on the mount and then it gets super cold at night, you know, it loosens oh, wow. up your dish. I think that would be, a, might be a, a bigger issue above 10 gigahertz more. If you're talking about the mount kind of contracting, kind of slowly Well, I'm moving. saying that it loosens up the mount enough that the wind will yeah. blow the dish. Oh, loosen up the right. hardware. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when, so you're looking at the, uh, the signal uh, drop and want to re-peak and re-tighten things. Right. Okay. So uh, I'm sure the, the viewer's question would be, well, how do we know <laughs> this is the case? Yeah. How do we know this is our problem? So um, if you're cloud connected, if you're using Mimosa radios, um, the best thing to do would be to go to your cloud account, look at that particular link, and go back you know, a day mm. or two or whenever this issue started. And if you've got water or if wind is blowing outside and you're 
your radio is down or the signal is weak, you can watch that graph mm-hmm. and you can watch it degrade in signal level. It'll, or, you know, if the wind is super fast, you might just see, poof, it's dead. It'll, it it'll catch, yeah, it'll catch up as it as it sweeps. The little, the little histogram or whatever you want to say, you'll see the RSSI come up and go and, and so on. So go back before the big windstorm right. and the stuff hit, let's say, but compare. It, it comes down to you and... You know when events happen in your network yep. better than we do because it's yeah. your network. So, oh, hey, we just had a huge you know, windstorm come through. We'll go back, like Eric said, to before it happened, look at your signal level, and then look at the graphs you know, over the, the duration of the windstorm and after and see what your signal level looks like. That's a good troubleshooting tip. It's a, because it's you a can huge go, indicator. You can kinda, right. Yeah, you can cut. Well, here's my other towers. They're pretty solid, but this one's behaving like this, and they're all within, you know, uh, uh, five miles or two miles or or uh, or 25 or 50 miles so it's kind of the same uh weather area let's uh, right. region so they all got hit with wind but uh, that one ta- uh, one dish is kind of possibly gone like this mm-hmm. moved a little and, bit. and the same thing goes for your your lmr coax cabling is look at it mm-hmm. before the rainstorm or, or whatever kind of storm you had and then look at it during and after and if there's water ingress on that you should see the signal levels slowly drop on one, you know, either horizontal or vertical. Uh, yep. Hopefully, you, you don't have water in both. <laughs> and then you can see it degrade until it's next to nothing or nothing at all, depending on how much water mm-hmm. you have in there. So, okay. And, of course, you'd have to go out and replace that cable because it's, <clears throat> you know, pretty much ruined at that point. And that, that reminds me of some dual feeds, dual end connector type horns or dishes or whatnot. Some are maybe fed from... From uh, coming into the horn from the bottom with the with the coax jumpers, and one often we'll see that maybe the vertical might is is coming in here at, at the bottom, and the other one's coming at ninety degrees, mm-hmm. of course, for horizontal. And then, uh, hey, is that guy okay, the horizontal guy, or is he, how did you sweep your coax in there? Because the water is captured on the jumper and kind of just traveling all the way in. Um, so that, that's all the mechanics, uh, something in the mechanics to look at. Right. And if you're having cabling issues, again, yeah. uh, you can go on the cloud and look at your logs. You can log into the radio and look at your mm. logs and see when the flapping started. And if you can, so, you can line that up when a, a storm started or during a storm, then you can okay. kind of figure out that, oh, maybe I have some kind of water damage or water in the cable and at least you know where to start looking. Hey, look! Yeah, hey, look! My the the RF section, the link's great. The <clears throat> the RF on the, the link, this looks great. The radio section looks great. But like you're saying, hey, how about the Ethernet? Yeah, what's it? What's its history? What's it? How's it doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, it really comes down to you guys to you know actually go through and and troubleshoot this as well because while we can guess what might be going on, you know your network better than anybody else. You know yeah. what was happening in your network more than any of us. So, are, are you guys? Uh, have you lost AC mains? Say you're up on a tower. You lost AC mains. Uh, you know, no, no, one ten or two hundred twenty volt at fifty cycles or whatever to your, to your little uh, your telecom site. Um, are you on generator? Are you getting alerts? You know what's going what's going on up on the hill? You know, right as well. So, so just be this. conscious of you know of things going on weather-wise, and most of the time you can correlate those events to issues you're seeing on your link. So um, anyway, that's it for this episode, episode 29. Safety. And we'll catch you next time on the next episode. So uh, have a good one. 
All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. 